Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. This week, I want to chat about developing our critical thinking muscle. This is a super important skill for nurses, and it's one that doesn't just come out of nowhere. It's not one that we learn in school. It really comes from experience and practice and really putting in your reps. Just like any other muscle, you've got to put in the work. But there are certainly ways that you can steer your practice and steer your training to develop this muscle a little bit faster. There are ways to practice your critical thinking skills. So first things first, let's talk about what critical thinking actually is. Now, I'm not here to give you the Webster's Dictionary definition of critical thinking. That's not going to help you. But when we're talking about nursing, critical thinking is all about anticipating what may happen to your patient. It's it's kind of about being a few steps ahead or at least thinking that way. It's also about it's also about using your assessment, your knowledge and experience to drive your practice. Critical thinking is the difference between simply following orders and actually considering what those orders will do to your patient. So, how do we grow the skill? Let's talk about a few ways that you can practice and build this muscle up for yourself so that you are doing this without even thinking about it. So one of the biggest contributors to your ability to develop your critical thinking skill is to get into the habit of asking questions when you don't know something. I think so often we feel like we have to have all of the answers. We feel like we can't speak up when we don't know something because we feel like we're going to be embarrassed or that we should know it or that somebody's going to belittle us or we're going to look like we're incompetent or whatever. There are so many reasons why we are afraid to ask questions as nurses, but that ability is what shapes your skill in critical thinking. Because being able to ask questions when you don't know is the best way for you to learn from an experience. Otherwise, you walk away from something, from a patient case, from a scenario that you were in, you walk away from that without any additional knowledge because you were too afraid to ask the question. So everyone else around you was speaking in tongues, basically, using acronyms you didn't know or you were unfamiliar with the disease that the patient had. And because you weren't willing to make yourself a little bit uncomfortable, be a little bit vulnerable and admit that you didn't know what was going on, you didn't learn from the experience. There was no growth that happened because you stayed safe. So ask the questions. The uncomfortable feeling now is well worth the growth that you get from asking. 
And this is how you develop your critical thinking because part of it is gaining knowledge. Part of building that skill is simply about the knowledge and experience that you gain. Another piece to gaining knowledge is all about self-education. It is up to you. Nursing is a lifelong learning type of practice. You do not just go to school, graduate, get your NCLEX, and now you're all good for life. There are certainly pieces to this career that take lifelong learning, regardless of where you go with it. It doesn't actually matter. Wherever you go, there's some piece of learning that is always going to take place. So congratulations, you did not pick a boring profession, but you picked a challenging one for sure. So self-education is extraordinarily important for you to develop as a nurse, especially when you are new. So if you are listening right now and you are one of my newer nurses, the best thing for you to do is develop a practice where in every shift that you go through, you find some piece of new knowledge for yourself. You write down something that you didn't know that you can go home and quickly research. Now, I do not want you to devote your entire life to this because I need you to have a life outside of work. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. But I do want you to devote maybe a little bit of time, especially when you are first starting out, to some self-education out away from the bedside. So that can look like a lot of things, but it doesn't have to be long. It could be five, 10 minutes. And even if that doesn't sound like a lot, if every single shift that you have, so if you have three shifts a week, you take the time to look up one disease and the nursing considerations for it each time you get off of a shift. You take five minutes to research, absorb a little bit of knowledge and move on with your life. If you do that three times a week for one year, that ends up being 13 extra hours of education for your career. That's sometimes more than the credit hours that are required for certain states to continue your nursing license. 13 hours. That is five minutes, three times a week for one year, 13 hours of knowledge that you gain. And that is huge. 13 hours is a lot of extra education, especially because you're already getting a bunch of it while you're at work. So this is bonus. This is you going above and beyond and learning something outside of the four walls of a hospital. And that was five minutes, three times a week, five minutes after your shift. That adds up to that. So for every shift, as you're going through report, as you're going to the end of your day, just write down a few things that maybe you weren't familiar with. It's easy. I promise that you'll find things for yourself. I still find a billion things for myself. It might be as simple as, you know what? I need to look up the coronary vessels and just start to really memorize those. It's not like you have to learn it all overnight, but you're just looking at it. It's one exposure. Learning and education and experience is all about repetition. So put in your reps. That knowledge and experience is going to strengthen your critical thinking muscle far faster than some of your peers. The ones that don't put in any time, this practice is what's going to set you apart as you grow as a nurse. The other thing I want to mention that goes like right along with this is another practice you can get into is for every medication you give, Get into the practice of considering what it does and what it could do. So, and once more, this does not need to be long. It's simply 
looking at your meds, half of them you're going to know because you probably give the same medications most of the time wherever you're working. So you're going to be really familiar with a lot of them. You already know what those do. There's going to be a few that might be new for you or less familiar. Look it up. What is it? What kind of class is it? Um, and what would you consider because of that class? Is it a uh, antihypertensive? Okay. What might happen if you give an antihypertensive? Well, the most obvious thing that can happen is that it's going to lower blood pressure. So what if it lowers your blood pressure too much? What if you gave it thinking that your blood pressure was accurate and the next one comes back low? What would you do? What are your next steps? Would you go to the doctor? Do you have a medication that could raise blood pressure if that was the case? Could you open up fluids? There are so many things that you can consider based on one medication. What would you do if that happened? It can also cause things like headaches. It can cause nausea and vomiting, dizziness, weakness. What would you do with those symptoms if that happened to your patient? So it's that, it's that simple. I'm not telling you you need to sit in a corner and contemplate every outcome that might, po- that might possibly happen. That's going to be a waste of time. But with every med that you're giving, if you're giving a diabetic medication, what could happen? The obvious answers. You don't have to think like crazy side effects. The diabetes medication is probably going to lower your blood sugar. What can happen if you lower your blood sugar too much? What if it doesn't lower it enough? Do you give more? Do you give it more time? What's the half-life? There are so many things to think about when it comes to medication. So just get in the practice of every time you're giving your, you're doing your med pass, you're looking up your meds that you're going to be giving your patient, know at least what they do, and then think about, just spend a couple minutes thinking about what they could do. What are some of the side effects? What might you look for? What might you watch for after giving this medication? If you're giving something like hydrolazine, when do you recheck your blood pressure? There are a billion things that go into the medications that we give. And sometimes we get really complacent with these and that's not going to help you develop this skill. The best thing that you can do is use every med pass as an opportunity to learn something. Because what's going to happen is Five years down the line, somebody's going to experience something with a medication. You're going to be like, oh, I did. Th- I, I had that same thing happen five years ago. I thought of this the last time I was giving this medication. You're going to have a new piece of knowledge and a new experience that maybe they didn't have because they weren't considering the same things. So use every med pass as an opportunity to learn about the meds, what they might do, and think ahead because we're building that muscle. Critical thinking is all about thinking a few steps ahead. What might happen if I give this med? Use your peers too. I can't tell you how many times I'd learned something incredibly valuable just in passing with one of my coworkers in the ICU. I'd be pulling a med out of the Pixis and they'd be like, oh, I hate that drug. The last time I gave it, it made my patient faint. And then I had to deal with all the fall paperwork because that's a weird thing that can happen if you give them this med with this med at the same time. Like, These weird little nuggets of knowledge come from experience and come from developing this skill. And so what I did, I absorbed that information. So the next time I give the med, I'm like, oh, I remember the last time somebody said that somebody fainted because it caused this dizziness. So I'm going to watch for that. Maybe I put the bed alarm on this time just to see. I might not need it, but I'm going to put it on. And then maybe I save them from a fall. Maybe I notice some symptoms way faster than other people will because I had this knowledge and experience because I thought about it. What could happen if I gave this med? So ask questions, educate yourself on things that you don't know, take a little bit of time throughout your week. And then with every med that you give, consider what it does and what it could do to your patient. 
The next one is huge in developing the skill of critical thinking, and it is worst case scenario thinking. Now, if you haven't already, check out episode 119, where we talk all about this, all about preparing for the worst case scenario. But I really want to highlight this because that preparation is really huge for developing critical thinking because that's what you're practicing. When you're thinking about what could go wrong, what's the worst thing that can happen, you are naturally thinking a few steps ahead. Now, most of the time it's not going to happen, but that one time that it does, you are already going to be 12 steps ahead of your peers because you're already thinking. You already planned the path to the code cart. You already made sure that you had IV access and you knew exactly where you were going to go. You already threw pads on because you read their history and you were you had this funny feeling and you were like, mm, you know what, I'm going to put pads on just in case. Maybe you had that patient who kind of mysteriously started desetting out of nowhere and you just had this feeling that you were like, you know what? we may have to intubate. That's the worst case scenario. We may need to intubate this patient. I'm going to make sure that I have the suction all set up and ready to go. I'm going to make sure that the Ambu bag is definitely in the room. I'm going to make sure I know how to get to my code cart. I'm going to make sure I know the number for respiratory therapy. And now when they clunk out, you are ready for it. So it may sound super negative. It may sound pessimistic, but just thinking about what could go wrong, thinking about the worst case scenario for your patient, is going to help you be prepared for that and think ahead. And that is what critical thinking is all about. And that kind of brings me to the next piece that I want to mention, which is listening to your gut. Now, when you first start out in nursing, when you are a new grad nurse, when you're on a new floor, this is really hard to do because you just feel like you don't have any experience. So what kind of gut are you listening to? But you have to practice this because you will get feelings about patients, especially even if it's like six months in, you will really start to get feelings about patients and you won't always be right. But if you listen to your gut when you have a bad feeling about a patient and so you pull the emergency meds that you think you might need, maybe you get a non-rebreather and you put it in the room, those little pieces might be the difference between a rapid response and a code. It might be the difference between your patient spending longer without oxygen to their brain if they code and you being ready and prepared and pushing meds before they even know what hit them when they code. Like that is life and death thinking. So the worst thing that's going to happen if you get this feeling and you pull out some meds and maybe you get an oxygen mask for yourself and you just have a feeling that something might go wrong so you're ready for it, the worst thing that's going to happen is you have to put all that stuff away. Somebody might laugh at you and be like, oh my gosh, you're such a new grad. I remember when I used to pull out emergency meds too. Nurses say stuff like that all the time, but they're not going to be the ones saying it when it happens. We like to take this pride in being really like comfortable and you know, I don't have to put pads on my patients anymore because I'm, I'm like really ready to throw them on if I need to. And, oh, you're overreacting. Don't worry so much. I've been here for 30 years and it doesn't, we, they don't code that much. Like it's not a big deal. Those sorts of feelings, that complacency is not helpful. It is not good for your patients. And it's definitely not good for critical thinking because you're not doing critical thinking anymore. You are reverting You think that you know everything. You're so comfortable that you don't want to be ready for what could go wrong. 
I think that that is extremely harmful. So I would rather that you be the nurse who puts the code card outside of her room preemptively and doesn't have to use it than the nurse who was trying to act super cool and is now unprepared for when something goes wrong. So just start to listen. You'll get those feelings about patients. It might happen more often when you're new because you're already a little bit nervous. So you may get more of those gut feelings that don't feel very good about a patient. And that's fine. Be cautious. Be hyper vigilant. That is how you should be when you are a new grad. I don't want you to be too comfortable. So do that and just start to build that muscle and listen to your gut. Start to see how it feels to listen to that feeling or reflect on your fellow nurses doing the same thing and notice when they get those feelings because that's a great skill to learn from them as well. But I guarantee that you know a lot more than you think you do. There are pieces of knowledge in the depths of your brain that you don't even realize you know, but they're giving you that feeling. It's that class that you took three semesters ago before you graduated that you remember your professor saying something about heart failure, and this is ringing a bell, and so you're getting this feeling, but you can't identify it because it's way in the back corners of your brain. But still listen to it because it has validity. It has meaning. So just start to see how that feels. Reflect on your gut feelings about a patient. And then the last thing that I want you to do to develop this muscle is consistently reflect on your shifts and what you learn during each shift. This is 100% for my new grads, but it's also for my experienced nurses. I think sometimes we get a little bit complacent. We think we don't need to keep reflecting or doing any of these kind of new grad exercises, but I think that these are valuable regardless. And so many of us are changing jobs right now that that reflection is extraordinarily important in a new job. Like you don't have to be a new grad for this to apply to you. But especially for my newer, my newer nurses, my new grad nurses, and my students too, reflect after your clinicals too. But I want you to think about what you learned during your shifts, what went well, what didn't go so well, what was a learning experience for you, what you'll remember. Like that sort of reflective practice is huge in developing the ability to think ahead, to learn from your experiences, to consider what could happen to your patients, to not just follow orders, but use your brain, use all of your knowledge to consider why this order was put in in the first place, what it could do to your patient, what you should watch for. Like This is a domino effect. Once you develop the skill of critical thinking as a nurse, you are a super nurse. Like you have special powers in my books. Sometimes what I see nurses do where they can think a billion steps ahead, especially once they're really experienced and they've kind of honed in on this and really, really built this muscle over time, they know what's going to happen before the results come back. They look at their patient at the start of the shift and they say they're going to code later and they're correct. Like it's amazing what happens over time once you are in this practice for a while and once you really hone on in on these skills like it takes practice i'm not saying that this is going to happen overnight but i do think that if you put deliberate and intentional practice into developing your critical thinking that you will grow faster than your peers who are just kind of skating by who are just going through their day-to-day lives going through their shifts doing the best they can going home and not thinking about it at all we have to grow We need to embrace the idea of lifelong learning in order to be great nurses. 
So just to kind of recap really quick, the big things that I want you to remember in honing in on the skill and becoming an excellent critical thinker and becoming that nurse who can think 12 steps ahead and is always on top of the game, who has feelings about patients and knows what to expect from them in order to get to that point. First thing, huge, ask questions when you don't know something. Ask. You might look stupid to someone. I don't know, somebody who's really judgmental. But that's the difference between you having the knowledge and you not having it. Number two, self-education is humongous. Take five minutes after every shift that you have, three shifts a week for a whole year, that's 13 extra hours of education. Take the time to educate yourself about something new after every shift. Number three, use every medication as an opportunity to learn about what it does and what it could do. Be prepared for what it could do to your patient. Start to practice that. See how it feels. Have the meds ready that you might need to respond to the side effect of this medication. Make sure that you have those things ordered. Do you have pain meds? Maybe you need nausea medication ordered. Magical thinking. But think ahead to what might happen. Number four, worst case scenario thinking is huge. Be prepared for emergencies. Think of what could go wrong for your patient and be a couple steps ahead. See how that feels for you. Number five, listen to your gut. That's going to take time, but it's definitely something to start listening to, start observing, see how you feel about your patients and see if you're correct. And then lastly, consistently reflect on your shifts and what you learn. Go back to, I think it was episode 39, so way back in the day, listen to that episode. It's all about the three questions you can ask yourself after every shift. That practice alone will be huge for you in developing this muscle. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. There are a billion things we could talk about in terms of developing critical thinking. If this is something you are struggling with, please reach out to me. I'm always happy to help as much as I possibly can. And I can connect you with some great supports and practice questions and things like that that will help you develop the skill as well. And if you did find this episode helpful, please share it with one of your nursing friends. That's how we grow. That's how we keep this podcast going is if we can spread the message and bring as many people as possible into our community. As always, guys, thank you so much for being here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you listening. It means the world to me to have you here. Otherwise, I'm just talking to no one in my room. So I'm glad to have you here. I really appreciate you. I'm rooting for you and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.